We now have breaking news. The most disrespected person in America is the black woman. The most unprotected woman, uh, person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the black woman. What is sisterhood? It's an important element of woman's empowerment. Black it is women a bond that is formed between women okay. that allows them to offer support and guidance Everything. to one another. My friendships women are, are able to share their experiences everything. and support one another with strength and courage and without judgment. However, this bond is not always easy to come by, especially for black women who are often placed in scenarios that promote conflict within. They have a giant Society is full attitude. of harmful stereotypes that shape the way black women are seen in the world and damage our mothers. relationships with others and each other. In this mini-series, you will join me and Keisha as we welcome together an incredible group of women to tackle these stereotypes head-on and highlight the importance of authentic sisterhood for black women. Join us as we welcome Danny, the host of My Survivor Voice podcast, and Marlo, the woke therapist, to share their insights and experiences. Some good, some bad, but all unscripted. Everybody, welcome back to episode two of Unscripted. If you're here again, I hope you really uh, were, were able to really hear us on that first episode um, and the importance of why we're doing this. And this episode is gonna be no different. It's gonna be no different. And and I'm kind of wanting us to unpackage and get really into a conversation about comparing traumas. And when I say that, or just comparing our experience and, and our ability to, to motivate one another along our counterparts, the black man. And I'm, I'm kind of going to start off with um, something a little bit light before we get into heavy, something a little bit light. Uh, the Passport Brothers. A little bit. Well, if y'all could have seen everybody's face. Oh, my God. <laughs> if y'all would have seen everybody's face. It's a movement right now. It's a movement. They got hashtags. They got videos. They got how-tos. And the whole point is to get away well one of one of the reasons to get away from us how do y'all think about how do y'all feel about that about them passport brothers i mean i can i i would have to say indifferent because my thing is like if you like it i love it you feel what i'm saying and i think it's less about and this is just my personal opinion i feel i don't really care that there's black males that are leaving America and finding partners in other countries. Like it's neither here nor there. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, I hear a lot of women like, which I don't understand. I hear a lot of women on social media that are just like, you know, oh, you know, you just, you gonna go get these women. Da, da, da. And they're down in the women's about They're not educated. They can't speak no English. And da, da. like, I, I feel like all of that is so unnecessary. Like, oh, they just want somebody to control. Like, girl stop you know what i'm saying i feel like it's it's neither here nor there i think i more or less look at it as like a logical thing like i'm like you know there's like 50 states in the united states of america it's a lot of people here you know what i'm saying not just black women i mean like there's lots of women here you know what i'm saying are, it, aren't women outnumbering men like there's a lot of women in america and I think about how difficult a long distance relationship is within the States. And I I'm trying to understand how that works. Cause that's like, it's kind of like a male order bride would be easier in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because it's like, you know, getting a passport is nothing, but I mean, you got to get the flight then you got to go out there. You got to get to know the person. You got to do all the stuff that you do to date someone to figure out if it's someone that you want to be with. So I don't really see how it's, conducive to financial progress unless you're balling absolutely <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i don't like i'm like they got so many people here though <laughs> like even if you don't fool with black women like they got so many people here though so i feel like and and forgive me for saying this again we're unscripted hashtag um <laughs> i look at it almost like children right 
like anyone who's a mom, you know that your kids, like you say, don't do something and they're just like going to go extra. Like they're going to go wait to the other side of the Liker scale. You know what I'm saying? It's like, don't you go past the driveway. Now they won't go down the street. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's what my perception of passport bros are. It's almost like a rebellion type of thing. But I don't really know who they're rebelling against because we don't care. We don't care, right? <laughs> and it's like, and really, I have no problem with not. people trying to find love. That's fine. It's the ones who are so disrespectful when they're saying why about mm, all the things they can't stand about us or they don't like about us. Okay. You know, good you. Good, yeah, right? What? <laughs> What Thank is this doing God for you? I was you? not put here for you to like me. Thank exactly. you. Thank you. Just over here minding um, my black business. Right. Exactly. Basically. <laughs> basically. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but when it comes to them, first of all, I'm I'm on the same page as Marlo. I really don't care. Um, I'm not sure how going through all of that equates to it being easier. And it's almost like you're saying that all of this work that you put in to become a passport bro or whatever um, and go wherever you're going to find a mate that you're saying that all of that is easier than finding a mate here in somebody who's very well eligible, but on the same token, we don't care and you're not hurting my feelings and you're letting me know that you're not the one for me anyway. But I would be lying if I said that it's not a little disheartening or aggravating that without saying it, you're basically saying that the Black women here are entirely too difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's aggravating, irritating. Not that I care because if you have that thought process in your head, mm-hmm, we don't care. <laughs> You're not the one for us anyway. But it is irritating that you would put that your expectations and make it truth for us. Mm-hmm. And it's not. We're not difficult. You just don't know how to be an adult a lot of the time. Um, <laughs> I won't even say be a good husband or you just a lot of our issues with men in this country is not they don't know how to, you know be a man or they're not they just don't know how to be adults right I feel like you can we we a lot of women would tolerate a whole lot from men if you could just be an adult Mm -hmm. (laughs) just grow up and we could work on the other stuff it's possible come on that's it (laughs) that's it so um and then also something else Marlo mentioned or I might have imagined this I'm not sure that you did mention this (laughs) but um you know a lot of us women are saying well you know they go there because they can get away with whatever over there or with you know these Mm. other women um I don't even think it's that I just think a lot of them personally um feel like they they're doing it to get under our skin they're doing Mm. it to aggravate us I really do feel some may feel like they can go over there and get somebody who would be submissive more submissive to them Mm. and but I think a lot of them is like, I'm going to do it just because I can. And I know it's going to tick them off. Right, right. Yeah, and I it's really another do. trope and another stereotype. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the thing I think that, that sucks about it is because on both sides, because I have like one of my best friends, like literally since childhood, she's Filipino. You know what I mean? And it's like if you're going to other countries with the mindset that like, oh yeah, they're from another country and they're submissive and this and that and da 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 da. But if we're thinking about the context of people who are saying this, and first of all, sir, if you are on social media, literally saying this out loud, what it is that you're doing, then that's already a red flag. (laughs) Because Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're a passport bro and that's your business, that's cool, right? Like that's what you're doing. You don't have to broadcast it, but it's like, Mm -hmm. I feel just like the same stereotypes and tropes that we you know suffer under in so many words are the same ones that are being projected onto these women in these other countries Mm -hmm. which is so unfair because it's like wait a minute i mean we was just over here living our best life eating a little platanos you know what i'm saying a little laguanisa i was over here just trying to mind my little business and y'all coming over here talk about what like we did not sign up for this (laughs) like where are you people coming from you know 
So I feel like on both sides, it pushes it more into like a context of like misogyny, you know, because that's that's the message to me that's like being sent. It's like at the root of the repulsion <laughs> to black women is the fact, oh, you're not submissive. You're not submissive. That's the whole thing at Pookies and Ray Rays and whatever, you know, all of these things. Right. But all of that goes back to the fact of like me, strong man. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to me. Listen to what I'm saying. Damn it. You know what I mean? And then, like, just like Danny was saying, it's like, dude, childish, legit. Right. Right. What's your insight? What's your, what's your um insight, Keisha? Well, I think we have to look at the actual men who's doing this. I mean, it's not that, as we all agree, we don't care because if you're going out of the country to find your mate because you think that we're just too strong, then you're not for us. Right. But why? Look at the, no offense to the women that they're going to date, choose, whatever, outside the country. But if you feel that we're too strong, why do you feel those women are so easy, easier to submit to you? That, I mean, you have to look at the individual, the man himself, you know, like, so, I mean, what is it about you? Like what you were saying earlier about being responsible and um, just being an adult, are you taking the easy way out? It's, it's a good question. I mean, is it easier? Not because you think that we, we're just not, you know, we don't want to be submissive and we're just angry, but you just don't, don't want to be adult because we may hold you accountable right? because of what we want and what we desire. You know, and um, is it easier just to go here? Because, okay, maybe their lifestyles are a little different. In a lot of countries, they don't have it the way we have it. We, you know, in some countries compared to the United States, we have it pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's not perfect. So yes, if I'm in another country and I may not have it the way I have it here in the United States, I might submit to this man who's coming from the United States of America and he's willing to marry me and sweep me off my feet and take me back to his country and show me this fabulous lifestyle. Of course, I'm going to submit because not only is he going to take me, but I'm going to get my family members and we're going to eventually all come over too. So you have to look at it like that too. I think it's just more than one reason why, you know, they're so willing to, I'm just going to get a passport, got to go over here and get this. But why? Let's look at that, you know? And we it's different have- reasons. I think I just probably look at it a different way. Like, hmm. What's going mm-hmm. on with you? But yeah. then we have to Don't also remember the original passport bros military men i'm just gonna facts. throw that out there <laughs> big old facts <laughs> every 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 i'm gonna tell you i've i've seen it i mean when orders come in for different bases it's almost a guarantee they're going to find somebody to get married to mm-hmm. and again mm-hmm. it's not no one's a we don't care but it's not the fact that they're broadcasting this Look, do do what you do to fill whatever it is you need to do. It's the ones that did downgrade mm-hmm. and are offensive to the black female. What is the point Absolutely. of that? What does it have to do with us? Because you like what right. you like. Right. Hey, facts. Big old facts. I have nothing to do with that. Don't drag me into it. Thank you. <laughs> All right. I don't, don't want to be a part. Into it. We don't. We don't. And that that kind of pulls me into this next conversation about support that we get when it comes to some challenges with Black females, right? So let's look at uh, some really heavy topics in the Black community. R. Kelly, Bill Cosby. Yep, I'm saying the names. (laughs) Now, even, even let's talk about Chris Brown with the whole Rihanna thing. Mm-hmm. I remember when all of these things happened. I'm an advocate for victims. That is my life. And everybody on this, um, especially Danny, we know how hard it is for victims to speak up. No one freaking wants to deal with that, especially if your offender is freaking famous. But when we spoke up as a black female, speaks up against though that that group we were looked at as as just not worthy we were looked at as 
who are you to speak against this black man? You're just like everybody else trying to keep them down. I'm not doing anything. He knew what he did. He knew what he did. How is it my responsibility to speak up for him and support him when he is making choices that label him a perpetrator? Let's talk about that. What is that about? I I, I was about to, I was about to say the word. There's a very popular YouTuber, and she coined a term. Uh, her name is Cynthia G. She coined a term that's called black male worship, mm -hmm. and I feel what you described would fall under her definition for what black male worship is. And because the like her context of what black male worship is, is like if you think about every single Black Lives Matter rally mm -hmm. that you've ever seen, who's at the front lines, who are in the editorial photos on their knees and, you know, standing toe to toe with police officers and things of the sort. And anytime something happens to a black man, it's the man trying to keep him down. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, you know, black man can't get a break, things of the sort. So she's uh, almost she's coined the term for this because it's an archetype that exists where it's a plethora of women in the black community where it's feeling as if all of us are responsible, regardless of what decisions that a black man makes. It's kind of pushing that to the side. Right. right? It's like, yeah, R. Kelly was totally a pedo. However, he a black man. Exactly. So me as a black woman, I need to protect him. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. Like, yeah, Chris Brown went upside Rihanna head. However, he's a black man mm -hmm. and I should protect him. And I I never even thought that there was a a, a group of people like that that existed. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I learned and I was like, mm. so to answer the question, I would say that it would fall under that that context of it's the thought of like, that's like a responsibility that we're supposed to have, like right or wrong. And I feel that's where that goes back to like what the passport bros are going out the country for, because it's like, you should have my back regardless of what it is that I do. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Almost like, child, wait, let me just stop myself. We ain't gonna go into that. That's too deep. That's a little too unscripted. Y'all continue. <laughs> <laughs> but we really, you really have people who get upset. Like yeah, totally. you really, I've, when, especially the Bill Cosby thing, I had grown oh. women, grown women, black women, African-American women who were mad at me because I said this man did something he shouldn't have done. Mm -hmm. And I did not mm -hmm. understand that. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, green, purple, black, blue, orange, polka dots, wrong is wrong. wrong but I'm a black man, wrong. though. Wrong is right. wrong. <laughs> but but wrong is wrong. Um, right. Exactly, Michelle. I 100% agree. And there are a, or there is this uh, drove of Black women who, regardless of, you know, what these people, um, superstars, celebrities, whatever you want to call them, have done, are always going to support them because they are a Black man. And again, I think it goes back to conditioning. I think mm -hmm. it goes back to we have been conditioned to be there. You think about um, those, you know, 1920s, 1930s, 40s, even 50s and 60s relationships where Papa could go and have yep. 15 outside children mm -hmm. and Mama was going to stay right, right there. there because that mm -hmm. is her Black man mm -hmm. and right. I'm going to stick beside him. He mine. I'm going to stick beside him. Beside him. <laughs> you know, I think it goes back to that. That's how we've been conditioned. And it also is, I, I'm going to attribute part of our conditioning to Black men, the way we've been treated historically by Black men. We have been treated to learn that they are the head and they are, you know, th that's it. We, the whole black man worship syndrome, mm -hmm. all of that, we've been historically mm -hmm. conditioned to worship them in a sense to the point where we don't even feel worthy of being you know, proper treatment. So right. when these things happen to other women and other women come forward with these, um, accusations and a lot of the time proof of these celebrities who have done these horrible and horrendous things we don't even 
believe people in a lot of the time. That's right. Well, we say, like, I remember just as clear as day when the Chris Brown Rihanna situation happened. I can't tell you how many conversations I heard about, well, we don't know what she did to him. There in you that go. Car. Well, what she did. Mm-hmm. What she did. Mm-hmm. What she said to him. Exactly. You know, she talked about his mama. What he did to her was not okay. It was a crime, and he was supposed to pay for that crime. There's no in between on that. But Absolutely. because he was a black man, and he was a young black man, and he could sing and he could mm-hmm. dance. Oh, you better leave him alone. We, uh, uh-uh, uh, I don't care. I love Chris Brown, and Chris Brown still. Okay. It's because that's how we've been conditioned. Whatever mm-hmm. he does, that's we're supposed to stick beside him. And it goes back, like I said, to our, you know, ancestors, really. Mm-hmm. Really. I agree. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's real. That's so in, real. Yeah. And if we tie it back into slavery, let's 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 go way oh, back. We didn't, we, didn't, we didn't went back to slavery. Let's go way Uh-oh. back. <laughs> Considering I'm gonna do historical trauma and generational mm-hmm. trauma as a part of my dissertation, I'm really deep into this right now. Mm-hmm. So black female did a lot of you know a lot of support and backing for the black the black man, right? In a way that we were treated in slavery where we were separated, separated, put in on, put on plantations where the whole purpose was to be raped, to produce mm. children and have these children taken away. We have learned, like you said, generational trauma that's in our DNA. Yes. It's in our DNA. Yes. That we are out here alone, that mm. we are out here alone. So when we have situations like this, where okay, you're not supposed to talk against any black male, but where's the return for us? Where's that same energy when something is happening to us? When we had the whole Clarence Thomas thing, and I know I'm going back some time too, but everybody was against Anita, right? Like mm-hmm. no one wanted to hear the story. Mm-hmm. And it's when do we get that same respect? Because we are told you're being too mouthy. You're too independent. Sometimes the one person that's the most jealous of you in a relationship is the man that you call your partner. Big old fan. Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's talk Especially about if you're a successful black woman. Yes, your biggest. Ooh, don't be a black woman who has a nice salary. Mm-hmm. Right. He may love you. Right. I guarantee. In, in in those relationships, a lot of the time, I won't say every single one because there's always an exception to the rule, but much of the time, those men are going to have a complex. I don't yep. know the name yes. of the complex, mm-hmm. but they're Girl. going to have a complex because she's making more than him. Yes. Or yes. they could be making the same, but if her role is seen or perceived by other people as in That's her job, right as more important he's right. still going to have that complex there's going to be jealousy and he's going to try to throw his weight around and he's also going to do subtle things uh, most of the time unless he's an abuser then they get overt but for the most part they're going to do subtle things to remind you that they are still the head and mm-hmm. you are still inferior the right, narcissist right. specialist has entered the chat. Oh my god! <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead. no, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Like what Danny is saying is dead ass. Like, uh, that's something a pathology that actually exists, um, in uh, narcissistic abusive relationships where the man is attracted to the woman because he sees her as being on a pedestal. And most of you may know that the pathology of narcissism is typically. Mm-hmm you know, a narcissist, low self-esteem and, you know, the false bravado of like, oh my gosh, I'm the dopest thing since sliced bread, right? And they see a person who literally is the dopest thing since sliced bread, right? And they connect with the person with the intention of being affiliated and living vicariously through them. But then over time, it's like they build a tolerance and the living vicariously is no longer enough, right? Mm -hmm. So now it becomes wanting to be her. And the only way that I can be her is if I suppress her. So now I need to take my grandiosity and use that Mm -hmm. as a method to continuously suppress you. So now you start to doubt who and what it is that you are, right? which is going to cause you to careen off the path that you've been on, right? So now I can step in and be a savior, 
where it's like, yeah, you know, you thought she was dope, right? But it's like, it was all me. Like, yeah, I was the one because she's crazy. She's right. emotional. She's all out there. You see what I have to deal with, you know? So, yeah, that's dead ass a pathology, one that I have seen far too many times in my career as a therapist that is more disheartening than I can even find words for. Honestly. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. are, are, are they don't even want to attempt a relationship because you were this, that, the other. And it's making me not look mm-hmm. like the man. It's making me. Mm-hmm. So I need you to be smaller. I need you to talk less. Facts. I, need you, I need you not to be so smart. I need you not. I need you not. And every time you hear, I need you not. That's, that's them saying, stop being you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Just chipping away. Yeah. Everything away that you are is wrong. You're be something you're being. Mm-hmm. Right. Instead of supporting and saying what you're doing is amazing. What can I do to support you? I got my own thing going on too. And we can support each other. But is that mindset where it's like there's jealousy there? Like mm-hmm. I, I can't even say there's nothing else I can say about it other than that. So they'll Absolutely. make you know little sly comments mm-hmm. or or a little sabotaging, a little sabotage mm-hmm. here, a little sprinkle mm-hmm. here. That's and, there. It. and mm-hmm. it's rare. It's like in the if you find someone who can support you like that, it's definitely rare. And mm-hmm. it's it makes it hard for like women when it, you know you're out here, you're dating, and you know you're into your careers and you're doing what you do, whether it's volunteering or you're getting paid, whatever. And it it. It's to the point where you don't want to be so upfront and sharing all of the things that you're involved with, because, mm-hmm. you know, right off the bat, that can be something where God just automatically feel intimidated by, right. you know, so it, it's a great impact on, on the, um, the dating arena for those of you who are out there dating. If <laughs> I know I can just keep going it. It's like, okay, I bet not say I do this and that because <laughs> it almost, for no. them, it feels like competition when it really yes. isn't. Yes, I'm trying to be great for me. This is what I want to do. This is what makes me happy. It's not that I'm trying to, um, you know, outshine you. It doesn't mean I don't need you as a man because I'm doing all these things. So I think that's what men you know, interpret a woman who's doing all these great things too, you know, as, oh my gosh, you know, so. It's competition. That's the makeup of who, of of who, I'm not going to say all men, but uh, a great deal of the foundation of who a man sees himself as, right, is, and I, I actually said this to Michelle the other day, first facet of it is like who he is, what he does, how much he makes, right? And the other side of that is like what he can do and what he can provide for his partner as well as like, you know, his children. You know what I'm saying? So the issue comes in, and this is me literally talking about someone who's just extremely one-dimensional, which is a lot of people, but that's not here nor there. But um, it's like if you, because a friend of mine who owns a home, she lies and says she rents her house because she's had so much backlash with dating guys and a guy like and like you know oh you know I want to buy a house one day and she's like oh you know I'm a homeowner and it's like so you own your house like oh so so all that all that house is so what you need me for you know what I'm saying like that's the mentality so the thought is it's like and I've even like guys I've dated in my past have told me that it's like from my dad doing stuff for me or me knowing how to change my own tire. You know what I'm saying? It's like, well, what, what, what's my purpose then? Like, what am I here for? And it's like, companionship? I, were we doing the rescue thing? Was I supposed to damsel in distress? Is that what I was, you know, like, what, what is the deal? But the truth is, it's like a lot of uh, men are conditioned, honestly, to find their worth and value and what it is that they can do. And if you've done everything like if you've traveled to several different countries and he doesn't get to be the one that says like oh yeah you know she ain't even have no passport if it wasn't for me you know she she'd have never seen the bahamas she'd have never seen london mm-hmm. you know it's like that's almost like a gas up thing for them but i feel where the issue is is like that challenge so if you meet a woman that's doing all of this now that's saying okay well i can't give her this because that's bare minimum to her 
But now it's a challenge. Like, so what can I do now? But that's a thought that isn't pinging in the head of a lot of men. Right. And I want to highlight what Keisha said with the word competition. Mm -hmm. Where me doing the thing because it's my goal, it's my dream, it's my desire, that that shouldn't automatically put me in a competition with you. And, and even in the sense of, pay, let's talk about pay, right? <laughs> so I want to I wanna talk about the fact that the Black female, Black men get paid more than us. They're men. But if we talk about us and trying to raise a rare awareness around that, we're, we're somehow taking the attention from them. Or, or when we are trying to talk about the our rights, right? How we're treated, we're taking attention away from them. And we have to stop having those conversations. Um, one of my male friends of a long time, he used to call me a feminazi, which I find oh my horrendously God. offensive. My. Um, but his mindset was, I'm all about women rights, this, that, and the other. And I can't be an activist for black, for, for the black community if I'm a feminist, because being a feminist ignores their story. It ignores the black male story. And it's like, hold on, I can be both. I can want to support and raise up the woman in my community as well as support and advocate for the black male. So what is that concept about where you can't do one or the other? If you're supporting or fighting or, or focusing on women's rights, you're taking the at attention away or focus off of black community as a whole. Can I answer that? Absolutely. This goes back to uh, a rewrite of history where there are a lot of um, Gen Z, millennial, black people, who believe that black women were brainwashed into becoming feminists because we had no problems. <laughs> like we had none. It's like oh, our black families were fair. idyllic. They were perfect. Black men were amazing. We was just at home cooking. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like it started, you know, with the sharecroppers when we got out of slavery, you know what I'm saying? We had a good sharecropping life. The audacity for us. You know, we right. they wasn't chilling. You know, they wasn't cheating on us. You know what I'm saying? They, We were not oppressed. They were not the master to the slave. It was an equal partnership. Everything was beautiful, right? <laughs> but then white women came along and just somehow all these black women with these amazing lives just brainwashed them and was like, ooh, your husband is a terrible person. And we was like, oh, yeah? He taking care of everything. I have this wonderful life. You're correct, Right. And I'm not even joking when I'm telling you guys this. This is literally a theory that has been going around that now is believed to be truth at the fact that Black women were brainwashed into the feminist movement. We had no problems in our family dynamics. And then suddenly feminism, crack epidemic, and bam, Black family ceases to exist. Mm -hmm. And people wholeheartedly believe this to be the truth. So yeah, that is the reason it. why it becomes a problem. Yeah, it becomes a problem for a black woman to be a feminist because it's like, but why? Your life was fine before and, and feminism. I'm sure people are going to hear this and feel like, oh, they're all feminists and blah, blah, blah. Dude, we're just trying to have our voices heard. We have that to is, run that is it. double the speed mm -hmm. of a black male because we're not just fighting to get heard for gender we're also fighting to get heard because race. We're we have multiple deficits. When I was right. in the military, I got no visibility. I don't care what my rank was or whatever else. I I, I was the smartest one in the room. Being a little cocky here. Go ahead on. But INFJ. they would they would talk to the male standing beside me who would actually turn to me to get the information. I would give him the answer. It would come out of him, and then it was received because mm -hmm. he was the man. Because he was the man. And they are seeing me give him the information. And it probably didn't matter if he was black, white. It did not. Orange, it, didn't it did not. Mm -hmm. It did not. So we have to work double to get the same respect. And it's not just us talking. 
The research says it. The numbers say it. Our paychecks say it. So why is it an issue if we want to work for our group, for our community, for us to be heard? Why is it a competition? Right. And why does it turn into, I, I get the idea of, you know, you feeling, a man feeling um, inferior because society tells them that they're supposed to make more and they're supposed to, you know, be the head. I get that. I don't agree with it, but I get it. I don't understand when it turns to, or that manifests into bashing women right. for having more or, you know, having a, a higher degree or a better paying job. Um, I can't tell you how many times I have seen these um, TikToks, reels, whatever, of women on dating apps who have, you know, been talking to a guy, shared what they do. They go out, guy reaches back out. The woman either is not interested or maybe she's busy and she doesn't respond in a timely manner. And the first attack she gets is, oh, you think you all that because you, you a doctor or you bougie because you got a Louis Vuitton or I'm like, why the bashing? What did she do? What right. right. And I just had a flashback. We have <laughs> to have a conversation about that on why is our greatness not seen the same way as our counterparts? Why is it when we excel, we're not received the same way as our counterparts? Absolutely. You know, it, a professor of mine uh, who I adore and respect greatly, and uh, he said this to me during office hours one time, and he was a white male. And it was something that happened in class. And for me, it's like, you know, in an academic setting, I'm not confrontational for obvious reasons. And he pulled me to the side and he pulled me into the office and he said, you, you need to always keep in mind that these people who are your counterparts that you're in competition within this program, they see you as what majority of the world sees black women as, and that's bottom of the totem pole. He said, no matter how correct you are, mm -hmm. how on point your suggestion is, your theory is, they're always going to see you as bottom of the totem pole, but you never see yourself as that. Yep. And I was like, well, I ain't never saw myself that as that anyway, but I feel what you're saying. But it's like hearing him say that, I, I sat in my car and I thought about that for like an hour. <laughs> like I'm just literally sitting in the parking lot zoned out thinking like, damn, I never looked at it like that, but it's right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's bottom of the totem pole because, and it's it's the feminine aspect. It's like, because you're a woman. You know what I'm saying? The way that American society is set up, black people are at the bottom, but because we're a woman, we're- You're at the bottom, bottom. Yeah, you at the bottom, bottom. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, it, it, and a lot, like what Michelle was talking about earlier, it's like, it 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 feels like, a, almost like an attack. It's like, well, first episode, actually. It's more or less like it's an attack. It's an oppression, but it still brings- us and I think all of us have said that is the why it's like why the, like <laughs> you know what I'm saying like where is this coming from what's the benefit right what's the why do y'all think um society well we know society has played a part but mm -hmm. I'm thinking more so now of modern society mm -hmm. has played a part like if you think of what is pushed on social media, like the first things that show up on your, you know, your feeds on Instagram, your for you pages on TikTok. Do you think that modern society and especially social media has in a sort of way perpetuated that narrative? Hell yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Look at what gets, gets news time. Yeah. Absolutely. What gets news to what what gets on World Star? Right. Right, you know? right. And not even World Star, like the real news. Yeah, that too. That <laughs> like too. Channel 7. Who they right. interviewing? <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. Right, right. right. Ooh, now that's Lord, viral. It's a fire. Right. Yeah. So, legit. again, because we're about being solution focused, how do we get the narrative to change from not, we're, we're not in competition. Your trauma and my trauma where it's not competitive, it's different. I will never understand the experience of a black man. I will never say I do, but they will never understand the, our experience. 
-hmm. So to make judgment calls and and then try to do things or or make it have a bit of a delusion to think we have it exactly the same. We don't. We're we're fighting a bit harder. We got to swim a bit faster. We got to run a bit harder. Uh, and, And that's just the honest truth. Because like Marlo said, no matter how amazing we we want to be and we're trying to be and we are, we will always be seen, which rightfully so, as black women. In in this in the grand scheme of things, that's at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And even saying that makes my stomach hurt. It, it, I feel you. Like when you were saying that uh, we work twice as hard to get the same respect. And the thought I had to myself is, yeah, we work twice as hard to get the same respect, but do we? Right. You feel do what we? I'm saying? Yeah, do we? When we leave and, the room, what's being said? Right. Right. And I feel like we're still in the room. Yeah. 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 Right. Oh, girl. Yes. Yeah. It's real. Because I know I, all of us have had that when you're speaking or you're mm-hmm. presenting in that room, in that energy, who the hell does she think she is? Right. Who right. the hell does she think she is? Right. And all I'm doing is being, all I'm doing is living. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it falls into the, about that. the dingy girl syndrome and the fake wedding ring is, is what I know a lot of other Black women who are therapists uh, do when they're presenting. Is It's like, it. it's just... <laughs> like Sarah right or it's wearing a a wedding ring even if you're not married because it's like in in doing a lot of this Mm -hmm. with the hand um right so people see it (laughs) and then it's like oh 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 she's married okay let me go she must be saying something no seriously seriously so I'm married and I I just don't I'm not a jewelry person the only jewelry that I wear by are earrings I feel like I always got to have a pair of earrings on, but I rarely wear my ring, but 100%, I see a difference. Like when I go to the police station with a a client, Mm -hmm. if I have my ring on y'all, I promise I see a total difference in the shift of the officer who is assisting us versus Mm -hmm. the times I've gone without my ring on my finger. It's almost dismissive. Yes. of me they're helping mm-hmm. a person who is in crisis but if I show up with that ring I must be legit because I've got a man somewhere in my life mm-hmm. seriously that is That's so a real true. thing it really Let, is. let's not even start talking about black female victims Mm. Oh my! That's a whole other okay Mm -mm. okay can we talk about it a little bit yeah come on come on come on on with us this so when it comes to black female victims first of all black women are the least likely to access resources within the community Mm -hmm. um part of it is lack of education they don't know what resources are available to them but i'm going to tell you firsthand because i've seen it i've worked with other organizations within the state of mississippi I've heard the conversations because when I come around and I've got my ring on and I put on my dingy girl mm-hmm. voice, I become one of them. So they mm-hmm. get comfortable and they say things. 100% Black women are not giving a fair shot. If a nope. Black woman calls into the crisis line and she's saying, well, I need assistance with a security deposit to get a place to get away from my abuser. They are asked a million and one questions, yep. almost to the point mm. where they're like, you know what? Don't worry about Forget it. it. I'm going to go back it. over him and let him keep hitting me upside my head. Mm. Mm-hmm. I have firsthand, I'm not telling you what somebody said to me. I'm telling you what I know. Firsthand mm. seeing white women call into the center and say, oh, this happened last night. Were the police called? No. Oh, well, we can help you with that. And it, like tones are different. Black women are called, they call in. Oh, we don't help with that. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, baby. I'm sorry. Like, homes are different. The amount of services they get are different unless they come in bloody bruised with black eyes. Mm -hmm. They can't just call and say, he's mean to me or he mistreats me or he's financially abusing me. It's almost like they preach, believe survivors, believe survivors, but they don't really believe survivors unless they fit a certain mold and look a certain way. 
Absolutely. And it irritates my soul. And that's one of the reasons why with our three, our mission is one, we don't take any government funding because the government dictates what type of survivor you can assist. So Mm -hmm. I refuse to take government funding. We will never take government funding. Um, But two, if you call me and say, this is happening to me, we're working. I don't care who you are, what you look like. I'm not asking a billion and five questions to give him time to to come back and do anything else. Let's get you out of that situation. Let's start a plan. Let me get you the resources you need. But unfortunately, Black women don't have that luxury in every state, every state, shoot, every city, city in Mississippi. Um, but 100%, we are treated differently when it's time to access services for, um, you know, trauma against women, trauma services. 100%. I've seen it. Restraining so, orders, orders yeah. of protection. Mm-hmm. We don't get the same attention. Mm-hmm. It's almost like we're expendable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There has to be conversation about that. It's like we're right. expendable. The whole world's against you is, is what it could feel like. I think mm-hmm. if you were to really sink deeply into that construct, and and personify it as a person like a human being right being on the receiving end of that it's horrifying like it's literally horrifying at the fact that you could feel that the entire world is against you but at the same time there's an entire group of people who are your people but just have penises Mm -hmm. that are saying but it's your fault though right that's that's your fault because of like you being born (laughs) right you being who you are like you being a black person with a vagina like it's your fault yep you know what i'm saying and that's such a a helpless thing and 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 where i feel and i I just feel like i have to say this like to to every you know single black woman listening and and with an earshot of this it's like you within yourself are, are powerful and are a walking miracle at the fact that that is your life every day regardless of your socioeconomic status or your education level is the fact that that's what each and every one of us are facing every day it's an entire world that's looking at you and making judgments and saying things about you writing narratives in their head Mm -hmm. about you before you ever get a chance to speak or for them to ever know you you're instantly put into one of those stereotypes one of those tropes just because you're a female that is black exactly and keisha You've been quiet. I know you. I'm taking it in, and I'm agreeing <laughs> to what they're saying. <laughs> I and, disagree. I mean, and before I we agree. end this one, because I know there's going to be people. Oh, you guys are just black. Look, we got the research. We got the receipts. Okay. So, hashtag and, Demetian. Yeah, like, like, look. <laughs> hashtag know, researchers. Okay. Like, look. You have no idea who's on this panel. We got the numbers. We got Hashtag the research. mental health professionals. <laughs> like, so, and I'm saying that because I, I, I would love to start a conversation. If somebody's listening to this and thinking, oh, there's just a bunch of black women complaining, da, da, da. No, we, we have the numbers to support Thanks. everything we're saying. We get murdered more. We don't oh get God. the health care we deserve. We don't, maternity care. It, when, when we're carrying the child. We're, we're not given given the care that we deserve when we are abused and victimized we don't get seen the same way it's across the board from the time we are born to the time we end up in the grave that's a problem literally mm-hmm. yeah. that's a problem now we do have um as as we get to wrapping it up again uh i'm gonna throw the mics back to marlo and danny and keisha just let them know where they can find you uh, and, and what projects you have going on. Um, and then we'll go ahead and wrap this unscripted episode up. Okay. So I guess I'll go first. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's Danny. You can find me on Instagram at my survivor voice. Um, and then also you can follow our nonprofit page at our three Inc. That's O U R the number three I N C on Instagram and Twitter. We are gearing up um, towards the end of the year, trying to get our um, safe house is what I want to call it, Jackie's house. I want us, we are starting a um, campaign to get 
that up and running by the end of the year. Um, we want it to be a little different from your typical shelter where survivors can come in and have a private place versus a open bed shelter because, you know, people come in in crisis. The last thing you want to do is be in a room full of other people in right, crisis. Right. So, um, yeah, follow us and keep up with that and see, um, say a little prayer for us too, because we're trying to do it all without government funding. So say a little prayer for us and um, follow us and keep up with what we're doing there. And uh, I'm Marlo. I am the woke therapist on everything, um, Instagram, TikTok, my website, and uh, the website for uh, my women's empowerment membership group is community.rsanctuary.co. And on that page, you'll find everything you need to know about us. And I'm Keisha. Of course, you can find me at uh, Relationships Do Looking Glass podcast as well as on Instagram at Change Women Break. It's a women's empowerment group. We are motivating women to reach their full potentials in life. Um, as well as Center of Hope Youth Advocacy. I'm also a licensed therapist as well. Awesome. So again, to show that there is no shade, we're, we're not coming after Black men. We are also, we support them. And in that same vein, make sure you check out their brother mini series called Exit Wounds, where they're discussing the topics and the issues that impact the Black male experience. Beautiful. So this is all about balance, but mm -hmm. we felt that we really needed a platform for Black women, but also Black men to have these discussions. And then at the end, coming together to really ask each other the questions, mm -hmm. ask each other the questions. But at the, the first step was to have a very honest, unscripted conversation amongst each other. So that's that's what this is. So if you got this far, thank you. We hope you come back for the the final three episodes. We're hoping that this is sparking conversation on your end and definitely make sure you're following us on all of our social medias and Instagrams because we'll be giving additional education about the topics we're discussing um, to keep the conversation going. So again, thank you all so much and you guys take care, stay safe and be well.